Zenkai Boost is a DBZ Kai fancast. It should not be mistaken for an official member of the Dragon Ball product line in any capacity. Remember, the Dragon Ball series wouldn't exist without support from fans like you, so buy a DVD or something. Also, this show is not safe for work, unless you can wear headphones at work, then go ahead and roll those dice, they're basically asking for it. Welcome to Zenkai Boost. It's the show where we watch and review every episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrick. And I'm Max Kostrak. And uh, I did it this time, guys. I actually watched it this time. Oh, Way good. Go. You did the yeah. you did the thing that's the specific like <laughs> single requirement for this podcast. And uh, I can tell you right now. Um, it, this after a go round of not listening to the intro, it's I mean it's a bitter pill coming back to it. <laughs> yeah. Times we have to listen to it and watch it, <laughs> and like it has to travel into our brains. It's really it's like it's 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 you know you it's guys painful know, to like, think about. On a biological sense, this thing every time we watch it li- becomes literally. A larger physical space that it takes up in our brain. Hey, did did the animation or like like the scenes going on? Did they change, or am I just in? I, I didn't watch closely enough, but they will eventually. At least, at least a little bit. And heavy. It's got like a lot of Raditz and and Vegeta and Nappa in it. On the topic of this horrible song, uh, another line jumped out at me this time. <laughs> Um, uh, foes all around, um, as if to say that they're, you know, surrounded by enemies. Uh, and guys, I just want to, at most, the protagonists of this series generally have no more than five major enemies active in any arc throughout the entire, the, (laughs) the entire series. That's not exactly being like immersed in, in foes. Yeah, in oh, fact, it's kind of lucky when you think about it. They were very specifically assaulted by bigger and bigger threats in an order that allowed them to get more powerful each time and not die. Right? Oh. Like, how convenient. That's really nice. I just, I think that this show is, or, or this song, rather, is consistently painting a very, like, disjointed and not entirely accurate version of this show. Yeah, they're really, it's false advertising in a big, big way, I think. Do you guys ever worry, like, when we get to, like, episode 100, like, how high flute will sound when we're talking about just this one song? Oh, yeah, we'll become experts on <laughs> this. Oh, I yeah, think we're going to be, like... I think, mercifully, by the time we get to episode 100, we will no longer be listening to this song. Yeah, but I mean, for like three episodes, it will have changed. Because the first season of Dragon Ball Z Kai ends at like 97. To make it an even 100. Just an even 100 so we know we did it. We can say we did it. Because when you get to the top of Mount Everest, you don't. 
Yeah. It, it will only take us, you know, a hundred times you die. two or three minutes to go through all that. <laughs> Do y'all know the, the super grim uh, fact about uh, how mountain climbers use the dead, frozen bodies of other mountain climbers as, like, height markers Ages. on Mount Everest? Yeah. Yep. Like yeah, you know, Mount you're Everest doing good because you passed trap. the dead guy. Because you can't af- you can't afford to you can't afford the exertion or the oxygen to to carry back a corpse from that high on the mountain. You just gotta leave them. <laughs> so you know you're halfway when you get past the guy in the orange jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you see the guy with the black bandana, you've gone too far. Like, guys, okay, when you have to use human corpses as mile markers, why do people continue going up it? Like, it's not a smart... specifically tell them not to. There's always going to be those people. And... Wow, Goku-esque mindset. They have to be the best, (laughs) they have to reach that next higher thing, they got that next challenge. I was going to say, this is, seems off-topic, but it's not off-topic, because three of those exact people are currently on a spaceship going going <laughs> fucking however many billions of light years. Um, so it's, it, it's been, what, like a week, according to the narration? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the episode title uh, is... Oh, yes, 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 yes. A powerful new foe, Frieza, ruler of the universe. Ooh. Oh, boy. Sounds like a new bad guy is going to get in, in, introduced thing i think about this ship is how it makes noise in a vacuum yeah <laughs> it's really soaring through the empty vacuum of space <laughs> because we get a we get a good solid shot of it from the outside and it's it's making all kinds of sounds that's not that ain't right if you know physics you know so so physics so <laughs> What happens next here blows my mind, considering the context of where this episode ended in terms of the people on the ship. Because last episode, Bulma was super pissed. Mm-hmm. She was so mad about and in this literally episode, everything. She, she's bored, drunk, and almost naked, and regrets not installing a hibernation chamber, which is apparently a thing she can do. Oh, she's also and... surrounded by books and the remains and of just <laughs> by garbage. She is in a... We can't can't sugarcoat that. It is garbage on the ground. It's trash. Bulma's kind of a fucking slob. It only took (laughs) seven days for her to get like this. Don't know why you're laughing. I lived with you in college. Uh, That sounds like you, my dude. No, it's not really. I'm not much better. I'm I'm seriously (laughs) not much better. Um, Krillin and Gohan are doing some kind of fucking nerd shit where they're like... Okay, they're image training. Image, image training, and I can't believe I'm saying this. This is quite possibly Dragon Ball Z's strangest conceit. Yeah, out of out of all of them, they're just playing D and D basically. It's while she's while Bulma is lounging in her own filth, Gohan and Krillin are sitting on the floor with their eyes closed thinking really hard and this somehow this somehow allows them to battle each other in their minds in an 80s music video yeah with like the fucking galaxy from the Walmart glamour shot and this is this is not a one off thing this is not the only time that this is this is seen or referenced in the in the series 
Um, no, it's not. Um, she was in Dragon wild. Ball? Uh, in Dragon Ball and in Super. So, is everyone secretly psychic? Or right? Like, this? how do they know what the how do they know what each other are thinking? What the fuck? They've reached nirvana. I do, here's the secret. I don't think they're really doing it. I think each of them is just pretending to fight the other one in their head, <laughs> and they sort of collectively <laughs> decide who won at the end. <laughs> None and, of the, and they decide that Gohan wins. N- neither <laughs> of them. Uh, <laughs> this 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 30-year-old man decided that his friend's five-year-old son just beat him in a fight. Um, um. Yeah, Gohan pulls a big move, and that that sort of brings it out. And Krillin compares him to Goku. Do you think and maybe Bulma tells them like everybody gets this explained to them, and they just you know they they, they it doesn't work, and nobody wants to admit that it doesn't work, so everyone just kind of <laughs> pretends. Everyone just everyone. The just... emperor has no clothes with regards to the image training issue. I also I want to point out in this scene that Krillin is just sitting in a spaceship wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> he's kind of on the other weird. end of the spectrum from bulma right now who um, is in her underwear who is in her underwear and she tells everybody that they need to clean up this mess which is and her krillin, mess she tries to press gang krillin and gohan into cleaning up her pile of garbage and i you know, thought krillin she was mad that, that people too. weren't taking it seriously what is she doing She's a little bit of a hypocrite. Uh, she's let the power of being captain go to her head immediately. Um, at, but the boys do acquiesce to her demand uh, because I imagine they don't want to spend the rest of the day uh, going back and forth about it. Is this when she yells about how she's a rare and delicate flower? Yes. yes. While yes. doing a yes. like a doing a Rick and Morty style burp. And <laughs> <laughs> like so- she isn't pissed anymore, but she is still being super shitty it out on him for sure maybe she's not pissed because she's drunk (laughs) she's the other kind of pissed yes she's the she's the british version of pissed (laughs) she's also curious about where vegeta ran off to and krillin is the first to mention that he probably couldn't have gotten that far of uh reminds us of the 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 business model that the two of that that vegeta and raditz participated in just, just in case we we don't remember. How could Earth have caught the attention of such a such a bad guy? And it's, it's an interesting question. Well, it's pretty much Piccolo's fault, isn't it? Would it be more so Goku's? I mean, is it because of the Dragon Balls? You get, yeah, yeah, like. Well, well, but why did Raditz come in the first place? I guess is well, actually a pretty good Goku question. Because Goku was there and didn't take over the planet. Well, Goku can't necessarily be said to be at fault for that. It's just kind of a thing that happened. Uh, well, his his in, programming in, got in, deprogrammed. Yeah, in, took in, it farther in, back. I, th- they were I think already interested even pre Goku. Well, or else they would never have, like went to it to begin with. Really, I want to say that probably the inciting event was Piccolo blabbing about the Dragon Balls to to Raditz. That while was he, a pretty fucking dumb thing he while did. While he died on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> left, him, uh, left him to die, made a, one last phone call to his buddies. Hey, did you guys want to hear me die? <laughs> <laughs> I know Vegeta was always saying he really wanted to be around for it. He flips, he flips over to Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> Time to stream. Um, so... Speaking of Vegeta, we actually uh, check in with Vegeta, and he's still mad. 
He's, so been, fucking he's been flying for eight days, and the one consistent thing is that he's still he's still almost dead, and he's still angry. He's still thinking about how eight bad he got his ass kicked. Um, and then a little he bit is nothing more than two if weeks not later, consistent. A little bit more than two weeks later, he arrives at Space Hospital, yeah. uh, and and we take a little jaunt into a completely different anime for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, uh, did not expect this is one of the things I love about Kai. People, um, I want to note that a lot of the Frieza's grunts look like losers. Yeah, yeah, like, they look total like they really losers. Suck. This this army is a mess. I gotta imagine that these people that we see here, the Frogman, the Dogman, and the the fellow with the gigantic head. I gotta imagine they're like science people, or they're like pencil pushers in some regard, or something like that. They couldn't possibly be important. Yeah, I mean, this is true. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. They they are the first on the landing pad when Vegeta arrives. Apparently, it's a big deal that Vegeta's on his way back. Yeah, everyone's at attention, like ready for him to step out. And um, only then do they realize just how injured he is. Yeah, he looks really bad. Yeah, he's, he's in- sitting in this pod. He's got the the mask from uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road on, and. <laughs> Just passed out like a little baby in his pod. <laughs> Apparently he had it on autopilot the entire way back, which I didn't think there was another option. Do they have to fly these things manually? And if so, yeah, I, need, I need every individual bit of how these things are manually piloted explained to me immediately. A little tiny steering wheel comes out of the ground. Um. So they take him to sick bay and they put him in the vat, stuff him in a back to tank. The back to tank? What? Yeah, from Star Wars. Okay. Oh, I didn't remember that. Um. And then Doctor Pterodactyl pushes a bunch of buttons, and uh, the fluid turns pink and it drains out, and Vegeta's basically fine. And nude. Uh, And nude. And and he steps out in such a way as if he knows that he like he's he's. Fully He's like, aware. Yeah, look at my dick. <laughs> Here it is. I'm the prince. <laughs> See my dick? Here's my dick. <laughs> and no tail. Yes, the doctor tells Vegeta that they couldn't re- re- bring his tail back. Now, um, in response to this, Vegeta says, "All in due time," but interesting. It thing never to say. comes back. Ever. Maybe it's just is maybe he's also, just used to saying shit like that. I think that. this is also when we just get a close up on his face for ten or fifteen seconds with like some intense musical cues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like uh, Dark Marvels at how strong his uh, his opponents must have been in order to beat up his equipment up so badly, and this makes Vegeta mad. Uh, yeah, he, he is just poking is. every individual sore spot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this is a rarity, of... and it, it must feel good to put Vegeta in his place. Like, <laughs> think about how much of an asshole he was the last time he was there, probably. <laughs> and as a doctor, he's in a very unique position of being allowed to do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, the, the doctor tells Vegeta that a guy named Kui is looking for him. That he's well, And the doctor says he's in the training room. He specifically says Kui's waiting in the, the training, training room. room. In, the, in the training room. Uh, okay. Vegeta doesn't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> He's not interested. 
Uh, and he 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 goes off to find Kui, and the doc's Leaving like, "Hey, your scouter." Behind. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, ahead. yeah. And Vegeta's like, "I don't need that." Uh, he says as he's walking through the hallway that he plans to go to Namek and then back to Earth. Why back to Earth? Oh, maybe so he can kick, kick yeah, some. Yeah. Well, kick he some originally butt. says he's like, "I'm going straight back to Earth right away," but then he's like, "Wait, I'll stop at Namek for the Dragon Balls." Boom, gotcha. A plan, good plan in action. Yeah. Uh, but on the way, we run in, we run into a purple catfish, uh, <laughs> who we learn with is a god awful voice, and probably the worst color scheme in history with these like lime ass fucking boots. Ugh, it's terrible. Everything, I hate everything. Kui. Yeah, everything about Kui immediately is dreadful, right down to his voice acting. And so the thing about Kui is, does he outrank Vegeta? It seemed to me like they were rivals. Like, I got a little of I got a, I got a little bit of a sense of both of those things. To be honest, that they're that they're comparative in they're either that they're either like like rivals in a strength or that Kui is like it's like his boss or something. Because he definitely he definitely talks down to Vegeta the whole time. Maybe he's Vegeta's like regional manager. <laughs> Well, the relationship's to the point where he doesn't have a problem putting his arm on his shoulder to stop Vegeta. Yeah. He's very... He he feels very comfortable. He doesn't feel nearly as uncomfortable as the rest of the staff here do around Vegeta. So there's something going on here. And I, I kind of wish we'd know knew more about that sort of thing. Um, but this show has has more important stuff to get to. Ooh, wait, yeah. maybe, maybe that was a lover's quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's his boyfriend, Kui? Yeah, that's like they had a relationship, maybe. I'm just throwing mm. that out there. I'm just the, the ideas guy. I mean, guy. there's probably a fic somewhere out there on the internet that has like 5,000 chapters. I 100% I 100% guarantee it exists, and let's not examine yeah. that thought any further. <laughs> uh, uh, Veg- uh, Kui lets Vegeta know that, that Frieza's upset with him. And it, we learn here that uh, Vegeta's trip to Earth was not authorized. Uh, and he broke yeah, He did rules. that on his own. Frieza's a little peeved about it. Be merciful. And um, that's a weird introduction to this character. That would seem to conflict with the very first thing that happened in Dragon Ball Z Kai. As you get the following up lines, you see that it's really just because he oh, was yeah. able to eavesdrop and hear. Yeah, he fucking played himself. Everybody's just in the everybody's exact same problem way. is in the, the in this fucking show is oops, <laughs> the scatter is a communicator. Nobody knows how to fix their privacy settings right. Every time. Like share, share with friends of friends? Sure, that seems okay. Like, the the inciting event of a every major arc is, whoops, I forgot to turn the phone off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I was wearing my own wire. <laughs> I really love this sequence of events here because this is something that I don't remember at all from the original cut of Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, this is all a fog for me. This is all new. In such a way, and in Kai to, to really highlight the motivations of the side characters like Vegeta, like Kui, like you know what's going on behind the scenes with this army or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, the fact that freezes after the Dragon Balls, Vegeta kicks it into high gear. He runs back, he grabs the scouter because he's gonna need it after all, and then he jumps into the pod. And yells, "The Dragon Balls are mine!" Oh, yeah, I want to. I, I want to note before just, just, just before this, 
Uh, Kui questions uh, Vegeta's intentions, asking if that he if he was planning on taking uh, the Dragon Balls for himself and leaving quote the big man out of it. Um, the big man is he being ironic? There's I mean there's something really especially hilarious about Kui referring to Frieza, who as far as anyone currently knows is is smaller than both him and the still tiny Vegeta. And as we'll find out at the end of the episode, is kind of like a weird grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We'll come back to that. Oh, we we will. will. No, that's that's my whole thing. That This is my whole takeaway for this arc. Back on Earth, uh, Goku gets in trouble for doing crunches in a full body cast. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a good image. (laughs) <laughs> and Roshi's sitting there having cake while he does it and the first thing Goku says to the nurse is it's okay nurse lady I promise <laughs> it's like, totally fine it's one he's mentally seven years old look I'm, uh, and then, I'm totally fine and then Roshi fucking gropes the nurse yeah, yeah what really the cool. fuck yeah it sucks um, Roshi sucks uh, hey he's uh, but awful. hey uh, the doctor has an <laughs> God, when the doctor man. arrives, I de- he refers I, to... What's up? I just desperately <laughs> wanted this nurse to break his nose. Yeah, to like be a martial arts master and like shoulder throw him. Just, any, uh, just, just anything. Just the doctor him. arrives and refers to him as Grandpa Happy Hands. Which I'd have that gone made with. it worse for me. I'd have gone with, I'd have gone with you nasty old <laughs> sexual predator, but I mean, sure... <laughs> Can you please leave the hospital? Get out. Can you please leave this anime? I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm calling I'm, the police. I'm calling security, yeah. and you are banned from the premises. This is the no Roshi zone. <laughs> like, like realistically, how many places do you think have a sign up that says "Don't let this man come here"? <laughs> He's do you notorious. Think do you think that's why he what? lives on an island? But he is also one of the strongest he's men just, on earth. You he's can't just keep banned. him out. He's just banned from everywhere. Uh, I really like the doctor. He says some really fun lines. Uh, he one of the things he says is, "If you keep these shenanigans up, you might as well move in." Referring to Goku's uh, exercise. I like how he's this sort of like this doctor's seen this shit before. He's like, "Oh yeah. come on, <laughs> this is shit again." <laughs> well, how, uh, we and, check and, in. and Goku at this point has been there at least a week, so he's been dealing with this for a while. Seven days. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a long time to have for... to. <laughs> and okay, the doctor doesn't says say this, but what I get is, hey, it's not very annoying in here. Where's your wife? <laughs> 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 Uh, speak, so we check in with Chi Chi and she is on up roof. on the roof missing Gohan um, ha- doesn't seem to understand why <laughs> expecting a letter is, is a little out there Look, just it doesn't it doesn't register with her at all like it, no, she, she doesn't seem to think man, about the I, fact that I think she maybe doesn't understand what outer space is or like where the, what what they're even doing yeah, this is a concept that is beyond uh, Chi Chi. Everything, didn't... everything about the particulars of this has just gone right over her head, in one ear <laughs> and out the other. Like all she knows is Gohan's not here. 
And can I say, guys, the thing that happens next made like the the 12-year-old inside me go into conniptions because right after this, we cut ahead to the day of landing. Day 34. On Namek. Day 34. It's been a month and four days. This was like... Like six or seven episodes later, it took so series. fucking long. This stupid invisible spaceship, this stupid fake Namek bullshit. God, fake Namek gone, excised, cut out like a tumor. There was uh, oh, there was also um some a, a little like like an episode worth like cut in between certain episodes of Goku sneaking out of the hospital to go train in the wasteland. Like okay, that's all, fantastic. All, is, though. Is, is his body all fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> and he almost dies. Uh, great. Uh, and <laughs> so speaking of almost dying, oh uh, the gang God. arrives and uh, sets the ship down. So uh, says the first place she can find <laughs> would be a little more selective. Um. So, uh, she she checks the atmosphere on her devices and then looks out to see the Krillin and Gohan have already disembarked. They have already stepped cheerfully into what could just as easily have been their graves. <laughs> could be methane or chlorine or... It's they a really walked good moment. Va- <laughs> vaporized <laughs> they, calcium. They walked joyously Anything. into hell. They didn't, like, they didn't even consider it. Uh, Krillin and Gohan, kind of, they, they look around and I think Namek has a really cool landscape. They do point out that it's the same as the last landscape, just with maybe different colors and trees. Well, it's, well, the sky and the water are green, which, I mean, it's a, it's, it's lovely, but that's a little unnerving. (laughs) Like, like, if water is green, you don't want to go in it. You shouldn't ingest that. Point. Instinctively prefers this kind of landscape because it's, you know, his home planet. It's a lot like that wasteland Piccolo abandoned me in for six months. <laughs> wow, thanks, Gohan. That's really flattering. What an awesome <laughs> guest you are. Almost a nice moment, uh, but Bulma. Yeah, Bulma says something pretty weird here. Super fucking weird. Where she's like, hey, like, why did you guys come out here? The air could have been made of anything. It could have been made of cow flatulence like that's the example that she decided to go with (laughs) and not any of the million things that she the most intelligent woman on the planet knows could be invisible and and she couldn't just say poisonous or unbreathable what a line a whole shitload of syllables they had to account for Imagine that that was the, the the original line. I don't have my sub. I, I didn't have my subtitles on, or I would have seen the actual the actual line. But I, I can't imagine that that is correct. Regardless, she pulls out the dragon radar, um, and it turns out a lot of the dragon balls are are kind of nearby. Yeah, you can see. I think like three or four of them on the radar. Yeah, four of them are gathered in one place, which that you know maybe that doesn't stupid- seem doesn't seem great. That seems like a really bad sign to me. Maybe somebody just left them in their backyard. It does have a particularly ominous feel because almost immediately after we get a close-up on that, uh, Gohan detects a large power. And it's a good moment here, too. This, like, uh, like you know, we get a, a, a sound cue and the screen flashes and, like, Gohan turns and it's like, oh, oh, what the hell is that? 
worried about it, and uh, Bulma's just like, no, nah, it's just the Namekians, you okay, know? We, we, I gotta stop on this for a second. Can can they detect what? evil? Out of sense powers. Yeah, I'm curious about that too, honestly. Like, is, is energy, is there evil energy and good energy? Is that is that like what happened with the spirit bomb? I mean, that's, uh, I, I'm, I mean, you know, that's, Maybe, I guess that's well, my understanding of it. That seems to be... Well, they don't really. I mean, it's well, it's, it's 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 a similar thing is said, but it's never really explained in great detail. Like I would, I would love to to get an accurate, like a like a real like a a good explanation of of, of how that works. But um, we can only really assume based on the things that are said in, in moments like this. He's supposed to be like collection of good energy or something like that on where evil energy is a thing or at least that people who have bad intentions give off a particular feeling of energy tries to well Bulma talks Krillin out of freaking out at first and Krillin tries and then Krillin tries to Krillin tries to laugh it off and 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 think positive and then uh from behind we hear the sound of a uh, of a ship uh coming through coming down through the sky and Gohan and Krillin turn, and there is Vegeta's pod sailing this is like, through the air. This is, like, almost funny to me. Like, they escape barely with their lives from their encounter with this dude, and then they go to a different planet, they spend a month getting ready, and the fucking instant they arrive, he shows up at the it's same the time. Same immediately. Guy. Immediately. Uh, <laughs> I, so I really, I really, really like this moment. Actually, I love, I love uh, Krillin. Like Krillin, be like, okay, no, you're right. It's fine. It's just the Namekians. Everything's okay. You know, it's good. Ha 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 ha. ha. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh god. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's always he remembers. He remembers. I tried to stab him, doesn't he? It's always more interesting to put your characters, r- r- aspiring writers out there, to put your characters in a uh, in a tough spot like this, like immediately, and and imme- like they immediately have to deal with it. Like Bulma wants to leave and get help, or, or Krillin asks Bulma to leave and get help, um, and she's like, "Well, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna take two whole days. months. It's gonna take two whole months. So bye." But she doesn't go. Yeah, no, she doesn't go. She decides to make a phone call first. Hey, guys, I just want to point out, I was watching this episode, and I came up with a better plan. Like, in the time it took them to come up with their plan. What is it? What is it? They should have got, they should have grabbed one Dragon Ball and left the planet. Oh, shit. That's actually <laughs> oh a really excellent God. plan. And then come back with Goku. <laughs> that's a really great. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's isn't a, that a, a fucking, fucking fantastic <laughs> plan? <laughs> Oh wow! That's completely foolproof. What a really, really good idea. Oh, what a really good idea. <laughs> I don't think I the mean, scouters I mean, have to, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, hey, I don't Bulma see. Bulma solved a... your problem for you. Instead, but no, instead, but quick, we real quick before we get to that, we got to check in with Vegeta. Um, turns out he does he doesn't know that they're there. He didn't notice them or anything. He's just here for free, uh, for Frieza. He wants to fuck Frieza up, and he calls him a rotten little freak. But he, but love. at the same time he says he needs to be discreet, and yes, I'm really and I'm be, really which, sorry you guys go, don't get the really really good music, uh, uh, when he's when he's exiting his pod, in this whole scene there because it's a really really good it's really super good music uh, in this scene. 
and stupid. Oh man, I'm sorry, guys. You really that's, like that's life. It really made this scene actually for me. It was a super good. He uses his scouter to search for the Dragon Balls, and he names a couple of mooks that are nearby called Zarbon and Dodoria, uh, who he seems to think are who who we can sort of contextually guess from this that they are like Frieza's left and right hand essentially. Um, and back to Bulma, she's trying to call home. She's calling Master Roshi. Somebody explain to me how this fucking phone works. How it's a satellite phone? The hell! It's a satellite phone. The, the, the signal would take five thousand years to get to it's Earth. It's a satellite. Yeah, those, those you know, travel faster way than faster than satellite than... phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a cool, hundred yeah. times faster than. Life. No, no like explanation million... for this literal miracle technology. It's glossed over it almost entirely. So what is she? What is it exactly that she's telling Roshi about? Because I didn't really catch. She tells Roshi to like to tell everyone. I think. Uh, I don't think they say what she says, do they? I'm, I guess. No, I guess she's just like updating him on the situation, but I don't know what he wants, or I don't know what she wants him to do about it. Like, hey, yeah. make Goku heal faster. Like, I don't I know, get Goku like, those beans. I love that she includes the detail. Make sure you tell everyone. And by everyone, I mean not Chi-Chi. That's smart. It's a good line. That's a good, a good call. Point. That's a definitely a good yeah. call. Like really, really good. Um, and uh, oh shit, uh, <laughs> Gohan and Krillin notice a second pod has come to play. Just when the stakes got really high, they get really higher. Um. And who, that's the last we see. Who could it be, of, guys? That's the last we see of the B team for now, because uh, we cut to somewhere far, far away. Uh, Namekian gets killed. You see his dead body fall. Purple and blood. Some kind of, and some kind of weird salamander man is carrying a Dragon Ball roughly the size of. I, it's fucking big. It's like bigger than a watermelon. It's much, much bigger than a water. It's like a fucking. It's like a. It's like a beach ball made of. It's, it's like, like a, a medicine beach, ball. It's, it's like a beach ball made of stone. Yeah, and he's carrying it out, and he's like, "I've got one more." And uh, then we finally see the man, the myth, the legend, the grandma, uh, the grand. <laughs> Grandma. Now, when I was a kid and I was watching Dragon Ball Z, I figured that his like I I thought Frieza was a woman. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, up until because yes. Here's the thing: uh, you cannot tell uh, listening to the voice it's actor in the um, up to and even Funimation's voice actor for for Form One Frieza still really kind of continued that uh, in yes. in the original Dragon Ball Z. So even once we finally got through rerunning the Na- the Saiyan and Namek saga like five times um, in the Ocean dub before Funimation finally started getting more of it, um, up until Frieza transforms the first time, spoiler, it's uh, not clearly. Uh, you d- have no indication whatsoever that Frieza is a man. I think, and this... I, I, what I decided at that point was like, well, that must be that must have something to do with it. Like, like the the gender nonconformity must be a part of the character. It must be something that's like built in to sort of make him seem more alien. Because it was the '90s, and that's the kind of thing we used to identify things Is that it? are very alien at that time. What a time!
Keen. Are there any female um, villains? Like, yeah, even if it's like small. There were like, there were, there were several and there were several in Dragon Ball. She's um, one in um, the movies. Okay. Uh, one of BoJack's henchmen. Yeah, she's got big orange hair. Oh, yeah, I kind of know. I actually kind of like her design a lot. I forget her name though. Um, but regardless, um, Frieza is absolutely a grandma in first form, and sounds like a grandma, and looks like a grandma. God, the it the like that that raspy but like does not act like one the, from the, the that ocean dub voice, and just, the fact that she's always offering hard candy. And the, <laughs> do you want to suck her? Like this uh, this vo- the voice this voice actor for uh, for Kai is clearly doing like a little bit of an homage to the original. Well, this like, is the first time Frieza's voice actor has been a man. This is the first time they've ever had a male oh, voice actor doing Frieza's funny. voice. It's always been a woman that. Uh, before that. Uh, so I believe second and third form Frieza, sorry again, spoilers, uh, have had different voice actors traditionally, but this time it's all one guy, Chris Ayers. Um, I really like what Chris Ayers does with, with Frieza's voice, and I'm very excited to see more of it. I'm really excited to see more Frieza. Yeah, dude, me too. And they give us a little shot of the two, the right and left hand, Zarbon and Dodoria, um, one of whom is pink and spiky and the other is tall and pale and elegant like a vampire. Like if Fabio was an alien. Ian Fabio and uh, <laughs> pink spiky Mario. What if and... They are kind of Mario and Luigi, I guess. They really are when oh my you God. think about right it. Right down to the color scheme. <laughs> uh, the narrator stokes our fear of what to come. Bulma confirms that everything's really fucked. And... Yeah, the narrator says <laughs> calls Frieza the bane of the universe, which is oh, uh, quite a title. Oh boy, that is a good title to have. Yeah, actually. I'd love to have that title for sure. Um, and that's basically it. Uh, in the next episode preview, we learn that the boys are going to have to get going to have to do some fighting. Vegeta's going to get some action. Yeah, stuff's going to really go crazy in this next episode. Oh, this Goku's is where. Healed. Uh, what's oh yeah, Goku's all better. Goku's all better. He's flying off. He's taken to the streets. Um, <laughs> exactly disguise. where he needs to be. The streets. <laughs> Clean up crime. A, couple, a couple episodes of street fighting, and then off to planet. Nam. We get Goku. Uh, Goku goes to an underground uh, fighting arena. It's a really weird. Uh, so Goku really uses weird up uh, all three hours of his hero time uh, before he gets to work. So by the time <laughs> wrong the podcast, Max. Place, <laughs> oh, sorry. I've done both today. Um, <laughs> I just keep picturing him in like Mortal Kombat or like he's got to go kick M Bison's face. Be a much to be a much shorter game either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's episode nineteen. Uh, what do you guys think of that one? Um, I'm lukewarm on it. it. It had some good moments. It set up um, some good stuff to come. I really enjoyed the end of the episode, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Once we got, to, like, landed on Namek, like, it got a little better. It's just that there was so little of that in this episode. Uh, things are certainly going to pick up from here, for sure. It's just, uh, the, it just, it it needed a setup episode, and, and that's what it was. And uh, I'll tell you what, this one got me really excited for episode 20. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Because uh, there's a fight coming up that Vegeta is involved in that's maybe one of my favorite moments in the early Namek saga. I think I remember this, and I'm also excited for it. Oh, uh, yes, it's going to be really good. It's gonna, it's a really, really good one. 
mentioned that earlier, but Kai's going to really start to take off around this this next episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, th- thanks for sticking with us for the better part of a year as we did yes. this. Um, uh, so, uh, did you guys pick a best moment? Um, I mean, there aren't. I mean, there are a few pretty good moments. Uh, if it's I a had to hard pick, though, if I had to pick something for this episode, it would be Vegeta's arrival uh, on Namek. Just the the timing with the reveal of him uh, coming down. Uh, the the way it impacts uh, our heroes and their sense of urgency for the mission. Uh, the really, really good music as he exits the pod, which you guys didn't get. Um, I guarantee if I search Dragon Ball Z Kai Blu-ray Vegeta fucking on YouTube, I'll find something. XXX. I'll go with that, too. That was a really excellent little piece, and Vegeta is becoming a much more central character in this arc so just watching like how how uh, krillin <laughs> responds to bulma every time she like tries to like throw her her like struck he, her stuff he's, he's never kinda, like, like no what i feel like he never gets super insanely rude back with her he's usually just trying to be rational about things where like like i don't know where the flack that like we see in media for krillin like, I don't get where, like, everyone, like, makes fun of him comes from, because re-watching it now, he seems to always be loved, but he's just not strong. ...decisions in a later story arc that I'm sure we will talk about at length. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I think I know. I just, I just got it. But he, but this... He gets some considerable time to shine in the Namek arc, though. Uh, considering how constrained the cast becomes here since we're on a different fucking planet. Yeah, we really do shrink the uh, the, the number of... Yeah, there's of, only uh, two fighters, you know, from the good guys, in quotes, on the planet right now. And it's Krillin One of them's and a child. This, this, yeah, it, the, it, that's an interesting thing about this story arc, is that they spend so, so much of it 100% completely outmatched, like, from the beginning... Yeah, there's nothing they can do. And I guess that's why so much of the Namek arc is spent with Vegeta, because he is actually capable at this moment. Yeah, um, he's, because... he's he's the only one who can really Well, this is his accomplish arc, and... I feel like. In a, yeah, oh, in a absolutely. Lot of this is a Vegeta arc, for sure. Like, I don't, I don't yes. know, the last arc was kind of his arc, but I, I don't know, in terms of, like, learning a lot more about him as a character, I feel like that's what this arc is about. This is a developmental mm-hmm. arc. The first one was, I guess, introductory. Or in, in, intro, uh, words. This episode could beat when the beams touch. No. No, of course not. No, of Absolutely. course not. Nothing super cool oh. happens in this episode. A few good moments, a few good fun times, now, but nothing... There, there is one thing I feel like we should talk about that happened in this episode that I think we didn't spend a lot of time on. Sure. Um... Bulma brought beer onto the spaceship. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Wouldn't you? <laughs> How much beer did you think she brought? How much Actually, How here's a better question. How much beer would you guys bring on a 34-day okay. trip through space? 34 days times 6 um, beers. Yeah, I'm not I don't I'm, I'm don't not a beer, beer drinker so myself. I think I, I think two or three six-packs, maybe two. Yeah. Not a whole lot, just really? enough. Really? 
I don't no. understand beer at all. I want to get a little loose on a Friday night in space. Yeah, I just count how many Fridays you have, and that's you know how many <laughs> six packs you need. Yeah, let's get a little loose on a Friday night in space. I think, I think that I think the danger of drinking on that trip is that you 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 you're trapped on this ship. You're not going anywhere. You There's can't open a window for do. some fresh air. If you get, you're gonna get real drunk, and you're just gonna be there and. Here's my question. There's Do you guys no... think at any point did Krillin drink? Do you he think does Bulma share straight edge. Um, but does think... Bulma share her beer? That's well, a great oh, question. That's a better is, question, yeah. And he is like a like a monk or something, <laughs> isn't he? Like, is he? something. He does not act like a monk. I think, he punches well, a lot I th- of people. I guess I think he was initially, like, uh, when he, as a child. I was just gonna say, that would be weird, and I think it's even weird for Bulma to drink, because Gohan is there. And this hey, kid, up, this is at, at most, he is six. Found in brewskis. There is one more thing we did not mention this episode, um, and that is the line when Krillin turns to Gohan and tells him to mask his energy. Is this yes, apparently that's something have? we could do. Oh, I guess they, yeah, this hasn't really been... They never showed it, they never talked about it, he just turns to him and say, Hey, Gohan, mask your energy. When did they learn how to do that? Wow, that... That's a pretty important Well, they talk skill, about well, the, and, energy. And this, this ties into um, the the, re- the reverse, It's ba- it's basically the reverse of how... Uh, in battle, they'll they'll raise their power to 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 higher than it than it initially appeared. No, I think you were right. I think it was like with I think it was Piccolo more so because wasn't Piccolo teaching um, Gohan how to see it? And th- then that like kind of like I, I can't remember the words, but I, I'm pretty sure like the way yeah. you described it. Kind Regardless, of it's one of those about. abilities that the Z fighters just sort of pull out of their ass. They got it after leveling up one session, and we just like didn't see it. Yeah. Kind of a throwaway pick. It's like everybody gets yeah, that you level. Check your level three, but it's a free. It's a free feat. Yeah. Well, that's about it for uh, this episode of Zenkai Boost. Are you guys feeling like wrapping it up? I think we covered everything. I think we yeah, covered the I whole damn thing. Yeah, my in full swing. I'm, I'm a, little, ready. Little, a little more subdued this now. time. We are. Yeah, this is kind of a chilled out Zenkai Boost, you know. Very chill. Next episode. Next episode's gonna get back wild, though. Next episode's not gonna be chill at all because it's gonna oh be my fucking God. nuts. So I'm excited for it, and I hope you're excited for it. Thanks for joining us for another Zenkai Boost. Uh, if you like listening to Zenkai Boost, tell a friend. Uh, we don't spend money on advertising, so uh, you know if you tell somebody that likes Dragon Ball Z about our show, that would be super awesome. And uh, if you like other TV, we have a couple of other recap shows. Uh, there's Insanely Haunted, the Ghost Adventures recap show. You can find that at insanelyhaunted.com. And Plus Ultra, the My Hero Academia recap show uh, that a couple of folks from Zenkai Boost have guested on so far. You can find that at plusultrapodcast.com. Plusultra.com, fun fact, is uh, a Spanish airline website. Ooh. <laughs> so I could not get, could not lock that down. Wow. Um, so, sorry. Uh, but you can find us at zenkaiboost.com. Uh, and on Facebook, Zenkai Boost, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai Re- uh, podcast. Uh, we're join us, like us uh, for updates on when when uploads go in. Uh, sometimes I post funny images of Vegeta that I find. You know, <laughs> Check out our memes. I saw one earlier today. 
Our logo art was designed by Elizabeth Kostrak. That's my sister at elizabethkostrak.com or kostrak.tumblr.com. Go check it out. And our uh, intro music is recorded by one Friedrich Hobbitler. You can find him at Cody Game Music on YouTube. He does, uh, you know, covers of video game and anime songs and that sort of thing. So, you spent another hour listening to Zenkai Boost. I'm eternally grateful. Thanks again. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hilrich. And I'm the other Max, Max Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't matter. They don't? What? Oh, shit. Well, you can mask them, so I... Why have I been keeping track of all these? Huh.